Each and every week I talk to very interesting people, and the most important part is that I shouldn't be the only one hearing it. I really feel that if these people make sense to me, that everyone out there needs to hear it. So stay tuned, folks, and I hope you enjoy this newest weekly segment on Coach Business. Coach Pete here, Thomas Lipscomb right there, Financial Safari Radio and TV Show. We've got a very special report, a very special visitor today. I don't know how we got him. I've got some good friends, and they have friends that, that know this guy, but this is Richard Hart. He's founder in the crypto world of a company called Hex and a company called Pulse Chain. He's been in the crypto universe for over 11 years, which is a lifetime when we talk about crypto. And I want to, and we, we, we don't know where he is because he's in an undisclosed location on purpose, but Richard, welcome in. <laughs> Hey, how's it going? Yeah, all the all my friends that I party with, uh, they know where I live. But random people on the internet, you know, what are they sending you? They're not usually sending you birthday gifts, you know? They'll send you like a, a box full of glitter that, that explodes. explodes. There you oh, go. glitter bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so crypto is really interesting. You know, it's designed to be censorship resistant. So for instance, uh, China has currency controls. And uh, if they knew that there was some uh, door they could kick in to stop people working around their currency controls, they would. And so real cryptocurrencies aren't companies. So all the stuff that I do, Hex.com, PulseChain.com, uh, they're actually just open source, some somewhat open source projects that, uh, you know, there's no door to kick in. So if I die, my website goes offline. doesn't matter. Stuff keeps working. It's important to know because recently billions and billions and billions of dollars were yeah. lost to centralized parties that said they were going to give you interest and instead took big risks with the money, lost the money, and now are in bankruptcy. And cryptocurrency solves that. And I, and I hate to see people do the opposite, you know. So it's very important that if you can avoid working with a company that you do so. So Richard, a lot of folks, a big mis misconception, I think, but a lot of folks think that the crypto world is a non-correlated asset to the stock market. Your opinion? I de-educate so <laughs> many people. So people, I saw a guy on television yep. and a financial show say, that he thought they would raise interest rates, which would drop the stock market price, which would raise Bitcoin's price. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all tied together. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, yep. dude, that doesn't make any sense. So, so Bitcoin is not a currency. It tried to be a currency. It's tried to be a currency for 11 years, but it totally and completely failed to do that. And lucky for us, it became something worth more, which is a store of value. So for instance, uh, you know, two years ago, I haven't looked at the numbers in a while, there was $7.2 trillion in time deposits. There was only $5 trillion in printed cash. Well, that means that the storing value time deposit market, which Hex.com does, by the way, is more valuable than the cash market, period. That's it. Wow. So the, major you know, the majority of value in the world is not money. It is not cash. It's actually goods and services and stores of value. You know, the value of gold, which is a terrible asset, I might add, it's cheaper now than it was 20 years ago. Yeah, it is crazy. So you could you could have held it for 20 years and be down. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are too, and they're I mean, safes, and it's just looking at them uh, with with sad eyes because it's not doing you know, anything. An unproductive yeah. asset. You know, you dig it out of the ground to bury it back <laughs> under the ground in, in a bank. And you're Eventually, like, we'll be back in the ground again. <laughs> now look, this. Listen, this is $350,000. It's gold. This is a quarter million dollars. It's gold. This is gold. Like I have a lot of gold, but it's not because they're productive assets. Right. Although right. I did go up, you know, up. My Rolex is all my money. I've got like $9.6 million of watches. Um, so I, what I want to do is I want to de-educate people. I think my highest and best use as, as a thought leader is to, to advertise the things other people don't understand yeah. and that they get backwards literally. Cryptocurrency is a risk on asset. It goes up when the stock market goes up. It goes down when the stock market goes down. See that every day. Period. Yep. That's very good. Yep. It's totally correlated. 
and then smaller lower leverage coins or smaller lower market cap coins such as ethereum act as a leverage position on bitcoin so that when bitcoin goes up ethereum goes up more when ethereum goes up hex goes up more and then sometimes they do correlate well in the case of hex like the first time i called the bitcoin top on the day at sixty-five thousand. that top call has been a profit every single day for a year and a half only one day was it out of profit the six percent higher high judas candle to 69k which then went straight down yeah, and, I remember that. Know, the rest of history has been at 17k. Yep. So, but during that time, you know, the first time Bitcoin dropped from 65 down to like uh, 17 or something, it dropped 55% on that one, and now it's dropped 75% on the next one. You know, Hex went up 30x during that drop, but on the second drop, it was correlated, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so there's some reasons why um, we have our own cycle stuff, and our cycle just kind of hit the same cycle there did. So. Cryptocurrencies drop 85% every three or four years. Ethereum's dropped 95%. Amazon.com dropped 95% in the year 2000. But then it went on to become half of all of the retail sales on the internet in the United States. Yeah, I do. I used to... And so just because things, you know, just because things drop in value doesn't mean that they're not right. amazing. Value estimation and, and bubbles is a human psychology thing that you cannot program out of a project. People will think something's worth a lot more, and then they will think it's worth a lot less, and it doesn't matter what the thing is. Now, some things have this worse, like, like this project called Luna that went to zero. It had something called a death spiral, where the lower the price would go, the more the supply would go. And so the worse the price got, the worse yeah, the price got. That. It was reflexive. It was amplified. It was squared. So normal currencies that don't have a death spiral program in them, they, uh, they tend to just drop 95% max, like Dogecoin has been around for years. It's not good technology. But it's got product market fit. It's got users. Pumps. Pumps very hard once yes. in a while. Uh, Bitcoin's got product market fit. Ethereum's got product market fit. Hex.com's got product market fit. You know, I have, I have uh, Bitcoin guys trying to make fun of me because Hex went down uh, 93%, maybe even 95. Ethereum went down 85. Bitcoin went down 73. But if you look from the bottom up, from January 5th of 2020, Hex is up versus Bitcoin 250x. Wow. Wow. It's amazing, man. So... In crypto, when you look at top down, you're a noob, you're an idiot. <laughs> because after these dumps, you're still up massive if you yeah. get in. Well, it's right. all about Absolutely. when you get in. That's what it's, it's when you get in. And, and, uh, and unfortunately, the investor, the average investor in the stock market, crypto market, they all do the same thing. They buy when it's real high and they sell when it's real low and they should be doing the exact opposite. That's how you get killed, by the way, when you do that, when they do that way, it's, selling at lows. Yep. That's true. That's right. And, and you know, it's, people don't realize that like, so I'll just, I'll, I'll give you the greatest hits of stupid yes, things people yes. think that they okay. say. So people say, uh, Bitcoin's a Ponzi because where does the money come from? It's just someone else's money. That's a cool story. Cool story, bro. So when you, when you sell your house for more, where did that money come Magic. from? Magic. The next guy. <laughs> yes, exactly. And when you sell your stock for more, where did it yeah, come the from? Next the guy. next guy. And when you're in business and you want to sell your next cheeseburger, where's the money come exactly. from? The next yep. guy. And so all of life is the next guy even like literally life like you're having kids and they are the next guy and if they don't have kids it all the game all stops so every speculative instrument has this property that if everyone sells at once it goes to yep. zero and that if people stop buying the price goes down it's very simple and i just don't understand how they come up with such stupid arguments when the highest performing asset class that's ever existed is crypto bitcoin went up 690 million percent that's 69,000 x I think it's more. Yeah. Wow. I think it's 6,900x, actually. Amazing numbers. And, 
Yeah, and it did that in only a decade. Go like, and then put it versus anything else that's ever existed in the history of man. They they try and compare it to the tulip bubble. <laughs> that thing came and went. You never yeah, saw it again. Right. They try and compare it to the South Seas bubble. It came and went. You never yeah. saw it again. Bitcoin keeps making higher highs. Good now, I will tell you, it's the top of its S curve. People think they're early in Bitcoin when it's 13 years old. Nope, you're not early. You're late. You're last. The world's richest guy already bought and dumped on your head. <laughs> Elon Musk already bought, said he wouldn't sell, and then sold yes. on you. <laughs> it's exactly what he did. He said he'd accept it for Tesla cars, and then he wouldn't. He said, oh, it uses electricity. I'm a rocket scientist, but who knew? <laughs> Bitcoin uses electricity. Crazy. <laughs> That's hilarious. So does a Tesla. I think he even has a computer science degree, too. You're like, you know, oh, right. Yeah, true. And then, um, so it's, it's just wild to me. You know, it's funny, actually, I'll bet you as a percentage of electricity used, Bitcoin mining at 75% renewable is a higher renewable electricity consumption than Tesla cars yep. themselves, which is interesting. <laughs> um, just thought of that. <laughs> That's so, yeah. it's true. It's a good, it is. It's a good point. <laughs> thought, thought leadership. Um, so, what are other things people say? Well, so first, in, in Bitcoin, you really are, in my opinion, buying the top of the S-curve. Things are stealth and then the early adopters get them and then everyone gets them and then they trail yeah. off and then some things die i'm not sure bitcoin will do the dying thing like the cassette tape died the cd died the record died mp3s are still doing fine and so all of those technologies had s curves and bitcoin is at the top of it you're the last guy to buy and there's no technical innovation there's no roadmap there's no privacy there's no nfts there's no time deposits which is hex.com there's no uh stable coins there's no ability to trade with someone else with no middlemen no counterparty risk there's no you know like it just is trash yeah. it's slow expensive no roadmap garbage and it's actually buggy code as well which people don't understand it's had two inflation bugs where anyone could mint as many free coins as they wanted and one time somebody did in 2010 <laughs> they rolled the chain back and then three years ago it could have happened again but they caught it before someone used it lucky wow. lucky yeah. And then people say, oh, well, you know, if someone tried to actually do that, the miners would just fork them out. Oh, really? Well, what if you just cut the miners in on the fraud? You give them 10%. There you go. Fraud, then they wouldn't fork you out, would they? <laughs> and that's my idea, by the way. I invented that idea. So <laughs> this, it's, you know, I got to break through. Other things people say. Ownership centralized. Yep, that's true. 42% of Bitcoin sits in 2,000 addresses. You want to be specific, 41.4% of Bitcoin sits in 2,137 addresses. That's not many at all, man. Not yeah. Many. It's not many. And what are people going to say? Oh, well, those are exchanges that are holding other people's coins. Oh, well, how's that worked out? Yeah. <clears throat> how, is other, how is giving exchanges? The Mt. Gox did that, and they have 140,000 Bitcoin in liquidation for years now. That liquidation has been for nine years now. Wow. For nine years, those Bitcoin have been sitting in bankruptcy court in Japan, 140,000 Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And those will hit the market, apparently in August. Apparently in August, they're trying to get those to hit really? the market. Wow. I don't know about you, man, but, you know, and then the U.S. government's sitting on 70,000 Bitcoin from the Bitfinex hacker. And then uh, they're also sitting on Ross Ulbricht's Bitcoin. Wow. <clears throat> apparently. And I don't remember how much he has. It's probably, you know, 1,500, 200, who knows? Some very large number of them. And so you've got this thing that was originally started to, like, fight governments. And now governments own a lot of the coins. And then people say it's un unconfiscatable. You're like, well, that's funny because the government's selling off their confiscations all the time. It's, it's not. Yeah. yeah. So if this big, these big lots of Bitcoin hit the market, that's going to kill the price. I mean, well, it's, like, it's not going to be good. Well, yeah. yeah, but I mean, but that's fine. You know, it just happens that it's at the bottom. It's like, basically, I called the top on the day, and then a bunch of idiots wanted to take on leverage and make an extra top to buy. 
And so three hours capital who's bankrupt Celsius who's bankrupt. Yeah, they did that sailor who's lost billions, mm -hmm. uh, Elon Musk and Tesla who lost 9% on their Bitcoin play. I hear, uh, the government of El Salvador who lost money on their Bitcoin play, all these losers who lost money and or are bankrupt didn't listen to me. <laughs> They'd listen to me. They would be saved and doing great, but they didn't, you know? So <laughs> I, as one of the most successful people in this industry that's been around for the longest and has had perfect flawless operation with his products for years, you know, hex.com went up against Bitcoin 750 fold and then dipped down to 250 fold and has been paying interest the entire time. It pays an average of 38% uh, interest per year. Pretty good interest. So <laughs> nice. well, the, 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 re, the question is, how can it do yeah. that? And you're like, well, actually all like proof of work currencies have been doing that for a very long time. Bitcoin used to inflate thousands of percent a year. That's why it went from no coins, no coins existed in 2009, to 18 and a half million coins existing today. I think 19 million coins today. Well, how do you go from zero coins to 19 million coins? By hyperinflating. People don't realize that. People think Bitcoin's deflationary. Nope. <laughs> the rate of inflation drops in half every four years, but it inflates like heck. It used to be, you know, it, it was uh, when it hit 20K, the inflation rate was 3.89%. And four years before that, it was twice. And four years before that, it was twice. And four years before that, it was twice. So, I didn't realize it was 19 million Bitcoin almost. That's that's a that's numbers yep. growing. It's, yeah. So a lot of people said it was like a finite kind well, of. Well, it'll stop it. It'll stop at 21. Okay, 21. It will stop okay. at 21 million. It, it asymptotes at 21 million. And then your question is, who's going to pay for the network security? Because the majority of money that miners make is in block right. reward, and it's not in oh, fees. Sure. Yeah. And so there's this tragedy of the commons that it could be possible that the Bitcoin network could fail due to not enough fees to support the security of the network. Wow, that's kind of... It could happen. It it's interesting. interesting. And, then the, and then the people that run the software could decide just to change that limit. These are socially enforced networks. The guys that run the mining hardware could decide just to change a line of code and say, you know what, we're not going to have the next happening. We're just going to keep getting paid the if same. They do, what are you if they do, if they do that, would it have to be a group uh, effort or could one or, or, or a small... No, it would, call, it would cause... It would cause a chain split, okay. and then you'd have two Bitcoins. You'd have the Bitcoin that you would have a copy of your coins on two chains. Okay. You'd have a copy of your coins on the chain that said, we're doing the happening," and you have a copy on the chain that said, we're not. But the issue is, the guys that have all the hash rate could attack at will the lower hash rate chain and just destroy yeah, it. That's what would happen. They could just mine zero blocks mm -hmm. forever or split the network over and over again and rewrite history to where it's useless. So the majority hash rate chain is very important. And that's another part of the reason why Hex is so strong is that we didn't do our own chain. We just piggybacked Ethereum, which already has massive hash rate, and we have lower fees. We don't have to destroy the environment. We just piggyback and add value to the box they were already mining. And it worked great, you know? And, and you see all these other guys that think they're cooler on their own chains getting nuked. And you're like, hey, <laughs> yeah. you, don't you wish you were smart like me, yeah. you know? Um, now, that being said, we do have our own chain coming out called Pulse Chain. It's a copy of Ethereum. It's the world's largest free airdrop. You're going to get a copy of all your coins on a new chain. You don't have to do any sign up. You don't have to do anything. It just works. You can go play with your coins in the test net right now. So if you had your coins in your wallet six months ago at the, the snapshot, the, the fork of the, uh, the test net, you could go play with your coins and trade them right now. Oh. And then we are just fixing up a couple things before we can go to mainnet. It's, it's very good. We stopped blowing up the environment. We burn 25% of the fees. It never inflates. It only deflates. It gets more rare. Um, 
It's higher throughput, lower latency, world's largest free airdrop. Very cool stuff. So pulsechain.com, hex.com. Really cool good thing. sites. Now, you know, when, and I hear so many people have sticker shock when they go to Ethereum and they look at the gas fees they have to pay for the Ethereum. And that's, yep. that's driving people crazy. And that's, that's one of the things you solve with Hex, yep. I think, isn't it? Well, it's, we solve it with Pulse yep. Chain. So Hex, Chain. Hex is a time deposit contract um, that's on Ethereum. And then we copy the whole system state of Ethereum, which is going to give you Hex on both chains. It's going to give you Hex stakes on yep. both chains. It's going to be all your coins on both chains. And what that should do, so like if you look at McDonald's, what McDonald's does is horizontal scaling. Hey, this McDonald's is full. Let's build another one. And they just build another one. And it works fine. Horizontal scaling works wonderfully fine. It works fine for franchises all over the world. You know, if a gas station is full, they open up another gas station. Some reason, technologists and software guys, they, they worship the shiny new thing syndrome <laughs> where they're afraid of horizontally scaling because it's not cool and they want to do something hard and complex and then they get hacked. <laughs> and so if you want to get the gas fees in Ethereum down, you've got to either lower their demand by killing users, not that good, I don't like that idea, or increase their supply. And Ethereum 2.0 does absolutely nothing to increase the supply of Ethereum's throughput, nothing. And people think that it does. It literally does absolutely nothing to increase the, the throughput of the blockchain. So your prices are going to be the same. Wow. Your fees are going to be the same. And so Pulse Chain actually should reduce and relieve the load off of the Ethereum network and help Ethereum be more useful again. Because the same exact code that's running there is now going to be on a new chain. It's already deployed. It's already there. As long as someone has a front end pointed at it, you're good to go. Um, you know, it's, if, you, if you want the fees to be lower, you can either reduce demand or increase supply. Pulse Chain increases supply. And it does it more safely. Billions of dollars has been lost to hacks and bridges. Mm -hmm. What's a bridge? The bridge is you lock your coins up on one network and it issues a representative token on the other network. Then you use it and you use it and you use it and then you're like, okay, I want to go back. And, it, and the contract says, okay, we're going to destroy this one and release this one. But here's what happens with the bridge. In the middle, there's a machine because they can't natively talk to each other. The, a machine has to act as the bridge. And then that machine has bad code and it says, oh, uh, uh, yeah, we, 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 we blew up those coins, but in reality it didn't. <laughs> and it releases all the money to the wrong guy. And then all those coins are still there. And so when you already have all your coins on the other side, like when the pulsechain.com fork right. happens, all of your coins are already on the other side. You don't have to bridge over. You can if you want. You can take that uh, smart contract risk, but uh, you don't have to. You already have your coins on this side. So it's safer than all of these other attempts to try and uh, scale Ethereum. It's pretty cool. Because no one else copied the system state. Yeah. Well, tell us what, uh, what inspired you to develop the Hex to begin with. I mean, I've been in Bitcoin since 2011. I've mined full Bitcoin block, 50 Bitcoin block rewards, uh, solo, no pool. Um, I'm probably one of very few people to do that. You know, so every, you know, couple hours, 50 Bitcoin would come into my computer. That's nice. Now, <laughs> well, that's nice now, right? It's nice now because the price is 30 right, grand, right. 22 right. grand. Um, but then it was 50 cents. And probably a significant investment. So then I'm just bragging about having 25 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. So in Bitcoin, it's not how early you got it, it's how long you held until the top of the S curve, and that's different. Um, so, so I was a retired uh, multimillionaire, self made man, had a car stereo store, miracle cleaner, cash advance loans, foreclosure bailouts, mortgages, you name it. I retired in 2003 at the age of 25, started traveling the world, moved down to Panama, got the crap robbed out of me. Started traveling Europe and uh, volunteering for charity and doing all kinds of stuff. Lived in a hotel five years, you name it. Just traveled the whole world. And while I was traveling, you know, I discovered Bitcoin um, on a forum called Reddit, which sucks now, but used to be okay then. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 
it was a dollar. Some guy like sold his house for Bitcoin. I'm like, oh, that guy's an idiot. He's gonna get scammed. <laughs> Fake, made up money. That can't work. And and then I heard then I heard the I read the Wired News article where it actually found product market fit on the dark net and people were really using it. And it's like, oh crap, this actually will work. All right, let's go in. Bought the top. Helped make the top. Bought at 30. Went right down to two. 93% Oof. down. That was my intro to oh, crypto. Man. Because I was a genius at business, but I didn't understand order books or market timing or charts or any of yep. that stuff. Right? I'm a god at that now, but back then, no, <laughs> didn't know anything about it. Like the total what you know. Um, so, and that in that exchange, by the way, Mt. Gox went and went got hacked and lost everybody's money that. and and locked everyone's like mm -hmm. funds and is sitting on a. They were sitting on 280,000 Bitcoin, but the trustee sold them in 2018, and now there's 140,000 left. That they're going to try and issue to people so and he probably felt smart when he was selling them at like 10k <laughs> but now the price yeah, a lot is higher. you know 22k and that's so. the trustee the guy that's supposed to be in charge of making sure stuff like that yep. doesn't happen exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly uh, do you mind if we explore market fit a little bit i'm uh, i'm a consumer advocate i'm not Please. a financial advisor like coach pete here and you were talking mm -hmm. how market fit uh may change and i think you know we used to talk uh bitcoin on and crypto on the radio and television yep. show and we talked about how, you know, back in the 80s, you had IBM and Apple and all these brands that probably nobody knows coming up. And you mentioned earlier as well, Amazon, we thought it was going to fall. It fell, you had mentioned 93%, but it ended up being the way yep. to go. Yep. Um, what about crypto? Yep. What are your thoughts on this? Because you're saying we're, we're hitting the top of, the, uh, of that second part of the S-curve. Um, on Bitcoin. On Bitcoin specifically, it's, yeah. yeah. Um, wh where do you see this, that going what and what about so market funny. fit? Yeah. I, th I think people are like, I'm in it for the technology. That's a lie. You're in this for bad news, like everybody <laughs> totally. else. Yes. But if you are in it for the technology, what do you care if it's top of its S curve? As a matter of fact, it's just like Ethereum. Like Ethereum allows more people to do, it, it, Ethereum allows people to affordably do computation when the fees are lower. When the fees are lower, when the price of the token's lower. And so Ethereum is a more useful computer at lower token prices. Okay. But it's a more useful get rich mechanism at higher token prices. I prefer the get rich and let's just launch another one. Sure. Let's all get rich and launch another one. Let, let's not, you know, destroy use cases to try and get the price down. Um, that makes so, sense. It does. So a lot, of, a lot of Bitcoin guys, you know, they're mad that Bitcoin's not a currency. It's okay, guys. We have functioning. Like, we, we have ways to do, we have ways to transact now. We have mediums of exchange now. But stores of value are worth 10 times more, 100 times more. So be happy with the store value. I mean, sure, if you can do the medium of exchange better. So like Hex is a better store of value than Bitcoin, which is why it's up 250x versus it in two years. Um, but like, well, it was up 750x in two years. Now it's a 250x in like two and a half years. Still good. The issue is, well, yeah, it's still good. And we accidentally are more secure. We accidentally have higher throughput, lower fees. That's a good accident. We accidentally have more features and plug into DeFi. But our primary claim to fame is that we're a better store of value. And the other stuff is just gravy. It's just like the interest. Like, okay, you're making 38% interest. That sounds awesome. And you, and you might not be making that, right? Like, you, you might be making much less because you, you know, depending on how long Thank you stake. You, yep. you know, the average stake length in, the average stake length in hex. There, there's never been a financial product in the history of mankind where people have provably shown more dedication because the average stake length in hex is about seven years now. And that number just keeps going up. There is no other financial product I'm aware of that when you lock it, you're in. 
and you are not getting out. If you buy a house, you can sell it. You buy a bond, you can sell it. You buy a T-bill, you can sell it. You block up your hex for 15 years. You cannot get out without a penalty unless you serve seven and a half. You got to serve half your term to get out with a penalty and you'll lose all your interest. No rush to get out. No rush more, to get you'll out. have less no, penalty. Certainly not. I love, I mean, I love the way you put it, it together, though, because people can choose what kind of term they want to stake at. So it's not like you telling them what they and you don't know, and you get more interest for the longer you, you stake it. My buddies, uh, I've got three yeah, buddies yeah. who told me about Hex a long time ago, and, I, and they're the ones who helped me get in touch with you. So I want to, Paul, Brian, and Don. Yeah. So they're the guys that, uh, that know you, and uh, they, they are, you're their hero, and I'm starting to really like you as well. I, I haven't been around Hex as long, well, but thanks, you've got thanks. a really good, I mean, he's got a really good process here, Thomas, because you get to select what kind of stake period you, you take with the, with the hex, and the longer the period, the, the more reward you get. Right, Richard? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great and concept. Most, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. And, and why not? It's, it's, it's meritocracy. Exactly. So in Bitcoin, they inflate to reward miners to destroy the environment and murder the price to do so. Mm. Miners sell the Bitcoin price down. They buy pollution. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> in hex, we inflate to reward people to defend the price by locking up coins and delaying gratification, which also happens to be the most successful investing technique that's ever existed. If you have a real product, mm -hmm. you buy a scam and you hold it longer, it, you, it doesn't scam. help you. <laughs> but if you buy something that has product market yep. fit, then that's how you get wealthy. You know, all these guys that trade in and out, getting chopped up by fees, making exchanges rich, trying to take other people's money from them that wish they didn't have it, uh, that, that's not making the world a better place. You know, having two guys stare at a screen trying to take each other's money from each other. <laughs> both of these guys would be better walking away, going, building products and services and getting people's money honestly by giving them what they want instead of trying to take it by force. You know, so so net loss, they're, they're less than net zero games, right? Like it's just gambling. You, you have a house rake. The rake takes some of the money. And then you end up with these giant buildings built on losers. Las Vegas is built on it is. losers. <laughs> we talk about who, that all the time. Who do you think pays for the concrete? <laughs> and an <laughs> electricity bill for those lights at night. You know, oh, it's like you'll add. Yeah. 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 So, so that's the other great thing about Hex is there's no negative externalities. The Bitcoin price and the Ethereum price both have to get beat up by paying miners a block reward to secure the network. And in Hex, we don't have that. In a Pulse chain, we don't have that. And it's just... It, they're just a more efficient systems. So the, the, one of the easiest ways to understand hacks is it's just Bitcoin with a proof of work change. We use Ethereum miners instead of Bitcoin miners, and we inflate to reward you to lock up your coins instead of inflating to blow up the environment. And that's it. That's really the only difference, other than we're more secure and you know lower fees, higher throughput, all that stuff. Um, so, so what I was saying is with the cream on top, that 38% sounds awesome, but the price went up a million percent. And so what's bigger, a million or 38? <laughs> a million. <laughs> That's a little misleading. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But it's a little misleading because the 38 multiplies by the million. And so you're really getting an extra half a million, basically. Nice. Right? But, but still, even if you don't stake, the majority of the yield is really from the USD appreciation. You know, but you can't guarantee that. But you can guarantee the, uh, the appreciation in hex terms. Yeah. So you know, that, that's, you're minting your own inflation with no middlemen, no counterparty risk. It's just like drawing a pony picture on a piece of paper. Here's paper, here's pen. You draw a pony picture, now you created something of value. Congrats. Where'd the money come from? A middleman? A security? Can you get rug pulled? No. You've got your you asset. made your own value by minting your own thing that never existed yep. before. And that's exactly what minting your inflation in hex is. It's just like minting your inflation in Bitcoin, but with less uh, distress. Now, I'm sure we have a lot of uh, hex, hex investors that have been in Hex a long time, uh, big fans watching this too, but there may be some people who aren't in Hex and aren't familiar with Hex. How, how easy is it for the, the new person to get into Hex right now? Hard. It's hard, <laughs> and that's why there's more opportunity. 
you know, when it's easy, you're not going to get the same gains. Yeah. When, when, when everyone's done it, you're not going to get the same gains. You know, a, a large part of the profit and speculation is getting into something before someone else. Does. Oh, yes. So Bitcoin guys, Bitcoin guys get this backwards. They go, there's no liquidity. You're like, oh, really? That's funny. Because when was the best time to buy Bitcoin? When Satoshi owned 100% of the coins, when there was no liquidity, there was only one exchange you could buy from, Mt. Gox, which means Magic the Gathering online exchange, which is just a card game. It's literally a card game kids play, Magic the Gathering. The URL, Mt. Gox, literally meant card trading website. <laughs> but they just <laughs> used the URL for a, a Bitcoin trading website instead. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, and when, and when did Bitcoin's price go up? the most when it had the highest inflation yep, and, and it had the most centralized ownership and the least liquidity, but people get it all backwards and they look at opportunity in the face and they're like, you know, hex is so small. There's only 300,000 uh, people that could possibly hold hex. There's only 300,000 wallets. I think there's 330,000. Um, you're like, yeah, that's awesome. That's called opportunity. And when everyone has a wallet, there'll be a lot less opportunity. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, yeah. like when it's easy to buy, there'll be a lot less opportunity. <laughs> you want to get in while it's hard to buy. Um, so basically, like all, the majority of hex trading is on chain. So you can really there's the the minimum amount of fake crap. These are you can see who's buying, who's selling, whether they staked, how long they staked for, whether they usually sell when their stakes are over, whether they restake, what other coins they like. You can see this all. It's on chain. They don't know the person's identity, but you know the address. Yeah. Right? So it's pseudo anonymous. <clears throat> so in, in hex, you would just buy Bitcoin, or I'm sorry, do not buy Bitcoin. <laughs> you would either buy yeah, either buy Ethereum or USDC and a little bit of Ethereum. And then you could go to oneinch.io or matcha.xyz or ethhex.com and just swap them on chain. So you install MetaMask, you go to your exchange, you buy the coins, you put them in your MetaMask, and then you go to the website, you connect your MetaMask and swap them. And that, that last part's the beautiful part because no, there's no counterparty risk. When you leave your coins in an exchange, they could disappear. They can never give you your coins again. So if you do use an exchange, I like to trickle the money in. Here's a little bit of money. Give me my stuff. Here's a little more money. Give me my stuff. Okay, have some more. Give me my stuff. Don't ever put it all in. And then, oh, oh, I can't have my stuff now. You want me to beg you? You want me to write you some essays about my life history? And they do this. They do this all the time. So you limit your counterparty risk with the exchange by doing multiple transactions. And then you put it in your wallet. Now you're in control. And now you can't get screwed by your exchange. You know, there's no counterparty risk. This is what cryptocurrency was invented for. And it's also what gives you all the gains. How many people out there try to start businesses and outperform Bitcoin? Even people that started Bitcoin businesses didn't outperform Bitcoin. Just holding the coins beat all the businesses. You, then every, every dollar you pay a developer, you didn't buy a coin with. Every dollar you pay to go to a trade show, you didn't buy a coin with. And then you look at these coins that have gone up 10,000x like Hex did. You're like, dang, I wish I had uh, <laughs> bought the coins, you know? <clears throat> well, now, I want to get back to Hex in a minute, but let's talk about the exchanges for a minute, too, because they've been all over the news, like the rumor that maybe Coinbase might be in trouble, and it, it, people put their money there, and they assume their money's Everyone's safe. Everyone's got layoffs. It's, yeah, it's not really safe. Everyone's got layoffs. Okay, so, so what... It's not your money. Yeah. Here's what people don't understand. When you deposit your money at these exchanges, you're no longer your coins. They get mixed in with everyone else's money, and you are not a secured creditor. And because you're not a secured creditor, and you don't have a UCC1 form filled out, it means that in bankruptcy, you get paid last. And all the secured creditors get paid first. Get so <laughs> it, you, you need to not give your coins to these exchanges. Not your keys, not your coins. And they try to tease you with, with yeah. little pieces of interest to, to get you to like staking interest there. But it's not, it's not worth taking the risk, these exchanges. Picking up, picking up pennies in yeah. front of freight trains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. 
And the trains have crushed people so many times. Yeah. And I beg with them. I plead with them. I begged people to take their coins off of BlockFi and Celsius and all these stupid lenders, yeah. cred. I begged them. They didn't listen. They lost all their money. All right. So now let's. And I, and I invented a product that replaces that, that does it better. I'm just like, well, say, let's go back to Hex. Let's talk about, I mean, what, did, I mean, still, what inspired you to do that? Because there were a lot of, uh, there were a lot of coins out there or Bitcoin and all that, but you said uh, there's got to be a better way and you designed Hex, <clears> I guess, right? Well, originally, originally it was, okay, Ethereum is better than Bitcoin. Let's just have a coin that we give for free to Bitcoin holders that lets them transact on the Ethereum network. And then it evolved. Then I was like, all right, well, let's have price performance too. What, what kind of features can we add to it? Well, what's the only thing that the price chart cares about? Buying and holding. All right, well, let's just monetize buying and holding directly. If you buy and hold, we'll pay inflation. All right, let's do that. And then, oh, well, we got to simulate compounding interest. So how can we simulate compounding interest? Because it takes too much computation to keep writing to the database every day, all these inflation numbers to all these people. And we go, oh, okay, we'll have a share price. And mathematically the same, instead of beating up the database to pay everyone the rewards, we just give the new guys less. And then the ratio is the same because they're just dividing up the same inflation anyway. Yeah. And so you could either give the old guys more shares or the less guys or the new guys less, but the ratio is still maintained the same. And guess what that gives us? That gives us a share price chart that only goes up and to the right forever in hex terms. Man, that's compelling. <laughs> a share price chart that only goes up and to the right forever. <laughs> so it's like getting Bitcoin mining hardware for free with no overhead, no electricity costs, no facilities cost. And in Bitcoin, your miners become worth nothing over time because they aren't efficient enough. The new ones make them make them obsolete. In hacks, the earlier you get in, the better share price you got. You just it's you get become more powerful over time, not less. Yeah, that's good. And so, and then it just evolved, and we're like, all right, well, well, how else can we on ramp users? Well, let's have a let's have people be able to turn their Ethereum directly into hacks in a, in a smart contract in the beginning. And then we don't have to, you know, beg exchanges and middlemen. Oh, please, middleman exchange, you know, <laughs> victimize our users, but let them on ramp, you know. Um, and then we were like, oh, well, let's have a referral program too. But let's just cut it out after a year. Let's put it on a timer so that the referral program stops after a year to maximize efficiency because that's middlemen. I mean, referrers are kind yep. of middlemen, yep. right? So it's good in the beginning, but let's let's have it disappear. And it all worked perfectly. Perfectly flawlessly for years. It's over a thousand days in perfect operation now. And, uh, you know, the price went up a million percent, 10,000 X before staking. If you'd staked, you would have got some people made an extra two X. If you were staked on November 19th, there was something called the big payday. You got an extra 33% no matter what. If you were staked for one day, you got an extra 33%. Pretty good. And so like, it's, it's awesome, but it doesn't show on the price chart. It shows inverted on the price chart because some people sold that. So they dumped the price on that day. Oh, okay. But yeah. then it just went right up. And so I kind of like, so giving people these high APYs is awesome or, or allowing, having the system allow people to mint their own high APYs is awesome. But it, it, it would be even cooler if those APIs were lower and you just got that extra on the price chart. Yes, yes. You know? So they're, they're both good. You know, it's like, uh, it's kind of like a stock split. You know, you're changing the units, but it's the same yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it's. Well, you had. And the difference is like inflation and hex is nothing like Bitcoin. They have to sell it in Bitcoin. Yes. You don't have to sell your hex inflation. You don't have to. You don't have any costs. Well, there's so much excitement around hex. I, I went to your, uh, your event in Vegas a couple months ago and you had all the hexic all the hexicons, Thomas, is what we're called, hexicons. <laughs> I like that. And uh, yeah. man, there was so much excitement there. And, uh, you know, I, I, so many people haven't heard of Hex so in, in the outside world. So I'm trying to at least educate people on the, this they, they more had than a, that, the, more than Bitcoin. Those, <laughs> yeah. 
I remember when there was ads on taxis and buses and billboards in the UK back when Hacks was up 113 X. Wow. And everyone cried and yelled and screamed scam and screamed Ponzi. And then it went up another 10X. <laughs> and then it went up another 10X. And if you had bought, when you saw the 113X, you know, the 11,000% on the, on the taxi cab, you murdered it. Only in crypto does this happen. I mean, any, any place else yeah. in the world that you see you're going to make, like, get rich quick, it is a scam. There are. But actually, people actually get rich quick in crypto. It's crazy. Now, be careful, because there's a lot of stuff that goes to zero and stays. Yeah. A lot. I would say most things will go to zero and stay. you got to buy something that's got product market fit. Do not get scammed. See, that was going to be my... Because if you lose your stack... Yeah, it's gone. Can't get it back. Yeah. So that, you, you, that's what I was going to ask you, Richard, because a lot of folks here, there's so many different choices now in, in the uh, the crypto world. And and it used to be when you talked about crypto, people would say Bitcoin. They assumed that that was all crypto. And it's yeah. not just Bitcoin. But but there's so many choices. What do you tell folks yeah. who are looking at these? Like, I don't know. There's like thousands of different uh, choices. Uh, how, how do you narrow this, down? This is going to sound, yeah. it's going to sound funny. And I'm going to give you the best answer I can. I'm a Richard Hart maximalist. The stuff I invent is awesome. The stuff I didn't invent very often turns out not to be awesome. <laughs> if you don't like me, you don't like the products I've designed. Bitcoin exists. It, it gained three times less than Ethereum after the COVID dip. So after the, at the bottom of the COVID dip, when the stock market dumped massive and crypto dumped more massive, uh, Bitcoin got up. So it bottomed at uh, 3,800 and then went up to actually... I can't remember what the exact bottom was, but the price went up about 20x. Wow, that's good. 20. So it went to 69k. I think 38, 3800 was that bottom. And then <clears throat> Ethereum bottomed to 88 and went up to 5,000. Better. So it's three yeah, times more. A lot better. But now uh, Hex went up hundreds of thousands of fold. And so I would I would definitely recommend Ethereum over Bitcoin. And, you know, it's biased. I did invent these things, but go look at the reasons that they're great, right? Do you like, go look at the price chart. So we, we're only up probably 70x versus uh, Ethereum. We're up 275x versus Bitcoin now after a huge drop. You got to look at the bottom up. If you look top down, Bitcoin will always look like a bad investment. I can show you four places that Bitcoin dropped like 80%. Wow. But it went up 690 million percent. Right. So, you know, if you're looking top down in crypto... You're not really looking at the yeah. right way. You got to look bottom up or at least look at both. That's why I invented charts. You know, like if, if after a big dip, the little line where the price is, is way higher than all this, all these guys are in profit and you'll notice that they're the majority of the chart, at least in my, yes. my coin. Yes. <clears throat> well, let's get in the time machine and let's go to the year 2030. What, what do you think the, uh, the environment sure. will look like at that time? And where do you see Hex and, uh, and Pulse Chain? I, I think that uh, Bitcoin's S curve will, continue to be topped out. You'll see very mediocre gains in Bitcoin. You're, you're just barely up from five years ago currently. So top five years ago was 20K, price now is 22K um, after five years. And let me tell you, my Rolex watches are up a lot more yeah. than that. <laughs> my Patek Philippe watches are up more than that. So my, my Rolexes have murdered Bitcoin's gains, depending on when right, you bought right? right? right. Like you, you could have bought that dip and did a 20X. You're not gonna get a 20X on your watches. Um, so I, I think that, uh, you know, Ethereum will flip Bitcoin for sure. And I think Pulse Chain is going to be a very, very strong competitor for Ethereum. And it's weird because we're, we're helping them reduce their fees. But how are we doing that? 
by removing their users. So it's the same code. <laughs> it's just more efficient. So like, uh, I think Pulse Chain is going to be massive and you're going to have Hex on two. I mean, we're going to have five price charts. We're going to have Pulse X, Hex on the Pulse Chain, Hex on the Ethereum Chain, uh, Pulse X, which is a, a fork of Uniswap, that peer-to-peer -peer trading with no counterparty risk. That also has fee burning built into it. And then we've got an incentive token to incentivize people to bridge over their assets and, and provide liquidity so that uh, it's like a, a freemium way to get people to try out the new awesome stuff to get them yeah, addicted. Yeah, nice. Worked well for Hex the first yep. time. Yep. Coupons works, you know, freemium works. That's how Bitcoin got me. I double-clicked in the EXE. They got me to get some free, free coins, coins. And then I went in and bought the top. <laughs> I bought the top. I bought the top because they gave me free coins. Yeah. So, you know, you. I'm just doing the same thing for other people that got me. So Thomas, you, you had when um, Thomas is sitting. Had you heard of Hex before today? I had not. No, just what, just in small conversations. What are you thinking you. right now here in this? I think it's very interesting. I'm uh, I'm 37 years old. I'm a, a little bit younger than coaches here. I am, a little bit. I, I, well, I am, but I, I'm not involved. 25 in, years younger. <laughs> well, I'm not involved in the crypto world at all, though. But yeah. this sounds very interesting to me, and I've kind of looked at it from the side. You mentioned uh, you know the dark net, dark web earlier, uh, and how transactions used to kind of begin in those worlds. And lately, we've seen Musk offer you know you can buy a Tesla with uh, crypto. Well, he took it, but he didn't and he's need to taken do that, that yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but uh, you know, following Coach's question, 2030. Do you think that uh, commercial adaptation adoption would be? Uh, sorry, commercial adoption oh, sure. uh, will increase. That's only going yeah. up. Okay. I, I bought the world's largest diamond, 500, uh, 555.55 carat diamond wow. from Sotheby's in the UK. I paid crypto. You did. Okay. Yeah. Now they wouldn't accept crypto for their hammer fees, which were 20% of the price, but they did accept it for the the actual wow. auction. Very interesting. So 80% of that price uh, I paid in crypto. Okay. My $9.6 million of watches, that's 85% paid in crypto. My $3 million of cars, I think that's like 90% paid in crypto. Okay. So, so crypto's being accepted you know, places we don't hear about sometimes. I yeah, guess, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. cool. I like yep. that a lot. Now, no, when you say crypto, is it just Bitcoin or is it other cryptocurrencies now being accepted? I don't, I don't use it. Okay, Bitcoin so you use it like okay. Ethereum maybe or whatever? I, don't, I mean, I'm... I would feel so bad if I said I was always dumping the Ethereum price. <laughs> my, the Ethereum guys might not uh, use Pulse Chain as much. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I mean, here's, a, here's another beautiful thing about Ethereum. And mind you, you know, uh, I'm creating something that kind of competes with it. Helps it, but also competes with it. You've got zero knowledge proofs on there. You've got real anonymity. All these guys that steal Bitcoin, hack Bitcoin, they're stuck with it. They can't get rid of it because they get caught. Bitfinex hacker stole 70,000 Bitcoin from Bitfinex. Yeah. Couldn't get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Tried to get rid of it. Jail. <laughs> nice jail. But the guys that hack Ethereum, they get to keep their hacked value because the mixing actually works. And so you need privacy as a business so that your employees don't know what your other employees are making. Your suppliers don't know what you're paying other suppliers. And your customers don't know what other customers are paying. You need privacy to operate in this universe, which is why it is a fundamental human right. There's a reason everyone doesn't get your email password or get to see all your nudes. And there's a reason why you've got curtains on your windows and why you lock your doors. People need privacy. And Ethereum offers it with Tornado.cash. Bitcoin doesn't. Everybody that tries to use coin mixing or coin join gets wrecked. So, and even Monero. Monero attempted to be anonymous and used to have a large anonymity set, might still have a large anonymity set. But here's the problem. Now you've got Monero, no one accepts it. And the exchanges don't accept it. And so what are you going to do with it? It's very extremely hard to do anything with it. Yeah. So they tempt, they really tried yep. to make an anonymous currency, and then they had a critical bug where if you used your coins sooner than an hour after you got them, you weren't actually anonymous. Oh, wow. Wow, right. that's, a, that's a really big like, bug. Yeah. 
And no one ever tells you about these bugs. Wow. No one ever tells you about the bugs. No one ever tells you about the 85 and 95% dips. Yeah. I do. Because this stuff is already amazing. You don't have to sugarcoat it or lie about it. It's already amazing. If this stuff's so amazing that if you literally told people not to buy it, they'd buy it anyway because the price charts are so good. <laughs> so there's no reason to lie about this stuff. <laughs> Bitcoin had two inflation bugs where anyone could mint as many free coins as they wanted. Monero had an inflation bug. They caught it before it was used. AVAX had an inflation bug. XLM had an inflation bug. Bitcoin had an inflation bug. Uh, Ravencoin had an inflation bug. A hacker minted 10% of the supply wow. and then just dumped it on exchange. Hex will never have an inflation Good. bug because our consensus code is locked and isolated. It's like a safe within a safe. All these other currencies are just one safe. They don't lock and isolate their consensus code to where it can't be accidentally affected. Oh, okay. We yeah, did. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, so Richard, let's look at this. Let's let's assume we have some novice people watching, people who have not invested in crypto yet. What's uh, what's oh, the sure. advice yeah. for people who are watching right now? The easiest way to onboard and get into the crypto world. I mean, I I, I think if you set up an account at Kraken.com, um, they don't have the most liquid order books, but unless you're buying a million at once in a market order, it doesn't matter. If you're using limit orders, it doesn't matter. They do support anonymous coins like Monero. I do support their founder's ethics. He, his mind space is in the right place. He's not a government shill. He's really a crypto yeah. guy. Uh, they don't directly list hacks yet. Maybe one day they will. Um, I've recently seen them adding a lot of stuff that sucks, so maybe they'll <laughs> add hacks. <laughs> um, it's just crazy that like the thing that could have saved so many people is listed so few places. That's a good point. So, so like, here, let me ask. Do you hate your users? Do you just hate your users? Yes. So like Coinbase was, <clears throat> was, was introducing one crappy coin after another, like every week back in uh, like last May, yeah. May of 2021 well, and all that. And, and, and yeah, it's much yeah, worse. So why, you know, Coinbase, Coinbase just had two of its uh, managers indicted by the did not know that. for uh, insider oh, trading. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, that was just yesterday. Mm. But that would probably be like maybe 18 hours ago. <laughs> it's good. <clears throat> and, you know, like uh, their, their Coinbase stock has gone down 90 Oh, plus horrible. Percent, only straight yeah. down from its launch. It was... No pumps, just death. You imagine buying and, that at 250 uh, and now it's 50? list coins to get people wrecked. I, I just hope, I, I think that if Coinbase were to list hacks, it could save a lot of their users and their reputation. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy that I've been basically predicting the future for years now call the top on the day tell everyone not your keys not your coins tell everyone bitcoin's going down nobody listens and then i'm always right <laughs> and then some people are like oh that guy he was the guy that was right and all these guys that have more followers they're all bankrupt so maybe don't follow the bankrupt guys you yeah. know follow right to the poorhouse yeah. all right uh, final final topic and off topic tell me about the necklace oh this was a gift actually yeah, it's a nice so, necklace. Uh, when we had the referral program you know, we had a referral program, this guy, Hex Toys. Um, he unwrapped a lot of users, and uh, I think he did well with the referral program. And uh, we had this big two-year anniversary in the UK. He booked us an after party, and he got me probably the best gift I've ever received. This is double-sided rose gold with platinum, uh, sapphires, diamonds. <laughs> and it was made by getting Bobby White in the UK. And so if you go on YouTube and you search Bobby White Hex, there's a 10-minute video of watching him make this from scratch. He takes a blob of gold and melts it. And he cuts each hexagon out by wow. hand. No machines. He hand saws these hexagons concentrically over and over and over again. And then tack welds them together and hand sets each stone. There's like, I don't know, a thousand stones wow. here or something. It's just cool looking. really amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so now I got all this other rose gold stuff to go with it. Now, this is not actually rose gold, but it looks like oh, it. So this Bulgari, like yellow gold, looks it does like look rose like gold. rose gold. 
and this is a Rolex SARU um, GMT Master 2. This is like a quarter million. This is 350K. And, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. This is 350. This is 250. I don't know what he paid for. Oh my gosh, who would know? I mean, with all the stuff on there, it's probably probably what's priceless almost when you think okay. about it. It's one you, of now, let me let me ask you, why do I why do I buy all this crap? Because it's it gets me you know, because you can. Why did I buy the world's largest <laughs> diamond? Yeah. I raised 27 million for charity and no one cared. Wow, really? I raised 27 million to save people's lives. The pulse chain sacrifice phase got 27 million dollars of cash in the bank generated for the Sens Foundation to do medical research. No one cared. We got one article. <laughs> I bought the world's largest diamond, hundreds of articles, and it only costs $4 million. That's ridiculous. That is uh, ridiculous. Life is not fair. That is ridiculous. Life's not fair. So people want me to act like a fool to get attention? Fine. I'll act like yeah, a fool. Yeah. Well, I, think you're, I really but, think you're a really fascinating guy, man. Uh, next time you're in uh, Vegas, we'll, we'll communicate on Twitter, but next time you're in Vegas, let me know. Yeah, and more Raleigh. So. Thank you so much, man. It's really been wonderful. I, I, it sounds like you guys... Uh, I do a lot of interviews, and it sounds like you guys are smarter than us. <laughs> I like it's all him. It. We appreciate you, brother. All right? You <laughs> Thanks, take care. Guys. It was good talking to you. Hey, wait. Before I go, can I show my URL? Sure, so yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Richard There's a quarter million people following me there. Instagram.com slash Richard Mostly me flexing with my cars and fancy stuff. And then uh, YouTube.com slash Richard You know, I'll do the three-hour, four-hour, five-hour, eight-hour long live streams. And I'll tell you everything about everything. Wow. So, and I got free self-help books that I've had published for years that could change your life. T.me slash Scivive, S-C-I-V-I-V-E. They're free. Read them. Very nice. nice. YouTube's it. my jam. I'll definitely catch you up on that. <laughs> Sounds great. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Y'all have take a good care day. Take care now.